December 16th, 2011. I'm your host, David Tanner. Glad you could be with us today here on Main Menu. We're always glad to have you come along on our tour of the latest in assistive technologies for the blind and visually impaired. And we try to bring you some of the newest and best information we can on what's going on in the assistive technology field for blind and visually impaired. Today will be no exception. We have quite a number of things lined up for you. We start out with a continuation of the review the interview that started last week's show. I interviewed Mr. Eric Damry from Freedom Scientific about JAWS 13 and we are talking about the very latest release of JAWS 13 that just came out this past Monday actually uh, build 638 of version 13 which includes uh, new things and we talk about that on the remainder of the interview that started last week. That's followed up by Mr. Chase Crispin with a bit of a preview of our holiday shows that are coming up here real soon. That's right, we will, uh, our regular program for Christmas weekend will be on New Christmas Eve, so we're going to do a few things a little bit differently. It won't be a whole lot different, but Chase is going to tell you about that. And uh, a little preview of the show for that weekend and New Year's Eve weekend, and he'll be talking about that. David Woodbridge from Vision Australia will be with us again and he's going to be talking about keyboard shortcuts and then yours truly David Tanner I will be giving you a review of the Omobi app for iOS devices iOS 5 devices and we'll take a look at what is so great about Omobi and that's going to be the show for this evening and we'll hope that you will get a lot of valuable information out of all of that do want you to pay attention and close attention to uh, what uh, Chase is going to be saying about the holiday shows. There is also going to be some other special announcements coming out this month, and you'll see some of those special announcements may appear first on the main menu website and on the Twitter page. So uh, make your way there and keep up with what's going on on main menu. We are trying to uh, keep you uh, informed and uh, keep new features coming to main menu as often as we can, and maybe make main menu more interesting for you. So um, I'm just going to tell you that uh, you better be watching the announcements on the mainmenu.acbradio.org webpage and on the main menu Twitter page at twitter.com slash main menu because we've got a couple of special announcements coming up about, um, well, we may be having a little giveaway somewhere along the line here for too long. So you might be want to watch for that. Don't want to miss it and you might miss out on something you wish you hadn't missed out on. Okay, we're going to go right ahead now and get into Chase's tech update for the week, and we'll see you back here in a little bit with Eric Damery, and then down at the end of the show, I'll be back with you to talk about Omoji. Welcome to Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's main menu when accessible world's tech talk. 
Hello, main menu in Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the tech update for the week of December 12th, 2011. For those of you who have been maybe waiting for a big sale from GW Micro to purchase either their note takers, such as the Voice Sense or the Braille Sense, or one of their magnifiers, such as the Sense View, you might want to check out GWMicro.com. They have some pretty big sales on all of their products between now and December 31st. So if you've been waiting to buy a note taker or a magnifier, this might be a good time for you to check those products out at discounted prices. You can do so at www.gwmicro.com. For those of you who are low vision, you might want to check out Zoom Text version 10 from AI Squared. Zoom Text 10 includes some pretty exciting new enhancements. These include the ability to use an HD webcam as a CCTV, text to audio capability, background reading, and much improved web navigation. If you would like to learn more or upgrade to Zoom Text version 10 today, you can visit www.aisquared.com. That's A-I-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D.com. For those of you who use the SARA scanning and reading appliance from Freedom Scientific, either the flatbed model or the model with the camera, you might be interested that Freedom Scientific has added the ABBY Fine Reader to its products. This is combined with the OmniPage technology already built in to the SARA product. This greatly improves speed and accuracy of OCR recognition. This also allows the SARA standalone, the flatbed scanner product, to have as good of processing capability as the SARA CE with the camera. So if you would like to get some more speed out of the recognition of either model of the scanning and reading appliance from Freedom Scientific, you might want to check out the fine reader that's been added to it. You can find out more about this at www.freedomscientific.com. There is a new update, another free update to JAWS for Windows version 13 from Freedom Scientific. The new update is a relatively minor update. It includes several bug fixes for Internet Explorer, Lotus Notes, Eudora, Microsoft Excel. It also includes some general bug fixes as well as improved responsiveness in Microsoft Outlook. This is a free update to all JAWS for Windows version 13 users and you should be prompted to automatically download this update. To learn more about JAWS 13, you can visit www.freedomscientific.com. With that, this concludes the tech update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of December 12th. 2011. I'm Chase Crispin. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's tech update. If you have suggestions for next week's tech update, please email chase at acpradio.org. Hi, I'm David Tanner. On behalf of myself, Chase Crispin, our executive producer, and the entire Main Menu staff, we'd like to wish you a happy holidays and all the best for the new year. I was thinking maybe the next thing we wanted to talk, might want to talk about is uh, table reading. Sure. So um, when you navigate a table in JAWS for Windows, the commands to do that uh, oftentimes took three or four 
fingers in order to uh, to do that navigation. So if you wanted to move by cell, you had to con you have to hold down Control Alt and then hit the arrow keys in any direction to move by cell rather than moving within the cell. And uh, if you wanted to jump to the top of the column or the first cell on the table or the last cell on the table, there was a different key combination. We had to hold down three keys and, and then do something. Um, what we've added is a, a table navigation mode. And if you're on a web page or in a Word document and you've gone into a table and you know you want to move around within this table, you can get to the navigation mode for tables by doing the following. You hold down the insert key and hit space to go to the layered mode, like you do for OCR and research it. Mm -hmm. But you hit T for table. Okay. And then at that point, you're in the navigation mode. And um, rather than me try to remember all the keystrokes to tell you, I will tell you, hit the letter H once you've done it. H will tell you the keystrokes that are available. Okay. But uh, once you're in that mode, essentially, you can just hit the arrow keys, and now you'll move by cell just by pressing the arrow keys. If you hit home, you'll go to the beginning of a row. If you hit end, you'll go to the end of the row. Control home takes you to the first cell. Control N takes you to the last cell. Okay. And there, and there are commands to, to read a column or read a row or move to the top of a column or, or bottom of a column, things like that. So... There's really simple commands once you're in that navigation mode to get around inside of a table. And then by pressing escape, you're outside of the navigation mode. So if you had moved to a cell and then wanted to navigate within the cell, you would just hit the escape key, and now you can narrow around inside that cell. Okay. okay. All right? Okay. Okay. Um, and so that's... that's um uh, some of the some new things with reading tables, and it seems like to me it works pretty well. I've tried it a little bit, and it seems like it works really nicely. Yeah, it's a great feature. The uh, results viewer, and uh, so the results viewer actually is probably one of my favorite features in this release. Um, I, for those of you who have used JAWS for Windows uh, over the past year or two, you've become familiar with um, research it it's one of the more popular features and research it was we talked earlier a way of, of looking up information very quickly whether it be a weather report or a sports score or a stock and you're trying to find out information about a stock or currency conversion or whatever there's a lot of things on there that it can do well when you would do a research it lookup it would present the information to you in the uh, HTML, I mean, in the um, in the virtual viewer. And this was a window that you could down arrow through or you could do a say all with. But as soon as you left that, it would go away. If you hit escape or if you alt tab somewhere or click the link inside the, result, uh, the, the results of your research, it mm -hmm. you would lose your results and you would have to reinitiate it to get them back again. Okay. And the results viewer is an HTML viewer instead of a virtual viewer. So it takes the results of research it or a skim reading um, and it presents it to you in a window that's an HTML window. So a couple of things about this. You can now alt-tab away from your results and go someplace else and come back to your results. Mm 
Okay. And you can navigate these things using your standard internet reading command. So you can use quick navigation keys within the results of your research it or your okay. skim reading. Okay. And you can also, uh, if someone came along with a mouse and wanted to click something uh, that you had found in your results, the mouse click would actually work in it. So if somebody's using Magic and JAWS together and they do a research it lookup, you can now use the physical mouse and go inside the results and click on something and it will work. Or you can select something from the results with the mouse and copy to the clipboard and take it with you, and that will work. And these things did not work before. The mouse didn't work in there, and if you ever left it, it would be gone. You couldn't come back to it. So the results viewer is a really nice way of being able to, to get access to that information, not only the first time, but to be able to come back to it. Okay, so you can come back to it. The, the, uh, can you, could you actually save it? Uh, you could, you could uh, not not save it, but you can select it. Obviously, mm -hmm. just like you can on a web page, you can select the contents of the web page, a line at a time, or all of it, copy to the clipboard and paste it someplace into an email message uh, or sure, whatever, sure. Okay. and do something with it. Okay, so you could copy it to Word or Word. Sure, and, or... and and if it had links in it, when you select it and copy it, you're actually going to be copying the uh, links themselves okay okay so if you copied it into word and then saved it you could yeah you'd, it'd be still quite usable as yep. far as the links and everything it's, it's absolutely and oh, it, that'd this, be is, great. this is a this is a very good feature good change uh, sure. yeah yeah really good anyway um so let's go on let's go on to uh access to top most window what is it topmost window for those people that don't know yeah so this is an interesting one um, we've if you've been using a computer for for a, for a while now I'm sure you've run across one of these but you may not even know it I'll give you an example your antivirus software um, many times may detect something and pop a window up on your screen where it wants you to run a scan at the moment or make some sort of a choice. And this is one of those windows that we would call a topmost window. Um, and it means that you must interact with it before you can continue to do whatever else you were doing. You can't get away from this thing. It always stays on top. And the problem with topmost windows is they're not in the alt tab order so there's no way to alt tab to get to that window mm. the only way that you can really interact with it is you have to do a mouse click inside the window to get focus there oh, okay then you could tab around inside the window and if one of these things pops up oftentimes for a screen reader user they don't really realize it's there they just know something seems to be interfering with whatever it is that they were doing. They can't read the, the window that they were on before as well because something seems to be blocking this. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is we've got a JAWS feature, which is called the JAWS task list or the Windows task list. The keystroke is the JAWS key with the F10 key, the function F10. Uh, if you hold down insert and do F10, you'll get a, a list of running applications. 
and this is the things that you would have found had you been all tabbing around. But also in this list now, you'll find if one of these topmost windows has appeared, it will be in that list. And it will indicate it is by referring to itself as a topmost window, and you can press enter on it in the list, and it will move focus to it immediately. And then you can tab around and interact with it and dismiss it so that you can go back to where you were. Okay, or maybe like to, if you needed to respond to to something that it was telling you in there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you, you've got to, oftentimes you've got to interact with this thing in some manner, whether it's to you know accept it or dismiss it or whatever it might be. But you have to get focused to it. So now you'll be able to get into those windows by using the insert F10 windows list and uh, and get to that window. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, makes a lot of sense, and and it's good to be able to get there easier than than it has been. Uh, yeah, we thought this was a good solution rather than poking around with the mouse and hope you clicked in the right spot. To yeah, focus there. yeah, yeah, yeah. On this next one, I I I've had it separate from from a coverage uh, on the the changes that are, you you've done in uh, the access to Word and Excel, but maybe maybe you want to just cover them together the the changes in merge and and what gets changed and what doesn't when you do a merge and the changes in Word and and Excel and how you're accessing those and Outlook. Sure. Well, first of all, I should say that we've done an awful lot of work on Excel and Word over the past, uh, really over the past 12 months now. Um, it, we've basically rewritten our interface to Word and Excel. We've been, uh, you know, developing scripts for these programs for over a decade now, and uh, it was time to really overhaul it, put some of the things on the internals, and update the scripts, get things smaller, get things um, so they were easy to adjust. And uh, when we make corrections in the scripts, uh, we didn't want to uh, risk breaking something else. And, and the bigger the script files get, the more complex things are, the more likely you are to to cause other problems as you adjust them. So overhauling them, it was time to do it. And in the process of doing this, we've been able to make things much faster and uh, much more uh, robust. And uh, I think that if you've, if you've been a user of Word and Excel, what we've attempted to do was to uh, everything should feel like it always did before. It should uh, work the same. However, it'll be, it should be quicker and it should be um, working much more consistently now. So um, I hate to say that it's it's a great feature that we've put in. However, it may have been the biggest project that we took on in the JAWS 13 release. And hopefully this is going to pay dividends for our customers for the years to come because I think we've, uh, we've, we've done this maintenance in the product in order to make things work much better today and in the future, and I think uh, folks are going to find that. Now, as a result, uh, the merge utility uh, will not merge old modified versions of scripts for Excel and Word into the new version because 
of the, the new interface that we've done, the new naming convention that we've got on the scripts has changed. So bringing old scripts in are not going to uh, be able to take advantage of the, the new and improved versions that we've got. So we don't merge those things forward. We would ask that you, if you had made adjustments for Microsoft Word, go back in and remake those adjustments now in JAWS 13. And going forward, things are going to work much better for you. Okay. All right. And I've got to say, Outlook, um, uh, certainly, uh, that for, for one thing, it, it, it's much more responsive, I think, now. Yeah, so Outlook uh, 2010 in particular, that's the version, you know, I think a lot of people are, are moving into is uh, much better. We've made some good improvements, and uh, even with the updates, we made some improvements for the inbox. Um, Outlook, as uh, many users may not be aware of, but starting with 2007 and continuing in version 2010, uses Microsoft Word as its editor for emails. And if you open up an email to read it, you're actually in a version of Microsoft Word to do that. And so this overhaul that we've done on the scripts for Microsoft Word have also come into play for the Outlook interface. And uh, yeah, we, we, we're very happy with uh, how things have gone in Outlook. We've also made a uh, change. If you use Outlook 2010 in a calendar program, I'm happy to say that in the latest version uh, December release, in day view, things are reading as they're supposed to. As you move from day to day, it was not reading correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, it was almost like it was uh, locking up. And in the December release, that's much better now. So in day view of Outlook 2010, you can left and right arrow, and it'll move very smoothly and should read just as it's supposed to. Okay. I, I know one of the things I was kind of sitting here thinking about as far as the Outlook calendar is I know uh, that's what we use where I work. And uh, one of the things that I've encountered is if I'm in my calendar, and let's say I'm on uh, December 8th, uh, which is a Thursday, and I hit my tab, and if there is another appointment on that day, it'll go right to that appointment. Mm -hmm. But I have seen it not find an appointment the next day. Yeah, so I, I don't know if you're in day view or week view. I tend to run in week view, and uh, it should be able to tab between each appointment and tell you as it switches days. Okay. And that should work as expected. Okay. Now, if you're in day view, it will only tab amongst that day, and you have to right arrow to get to the next day before you can tab in those appointments. Okay, so my that's I must be how mine is set because yeah, uh, you that, might want to switch. To, you might want to switch to week view. Okay, you might find that a little better. Okay, all right. Um, see, folks. Uh, it, it is true. You do learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, just real quickly, you want to mention the, the, the change uh, in the Bluetooth function and how it works with the Focus Blue? Sure. We've uh, made an adjustment in JAWS 13 for our Focus 40 Blue uh, Braille display so that if you... Uh, connect via Bluetooth uh, to a Focus 40 Blue with your computer. 
you no longer have to go in and tell it which COM port it's using. It'll automatically take care of that behind the scenes, so it should. Uh, it's, it's much more plug-and-play now. Okay, good, good. Yep. All right, and then uh, the JAWS find and um, history and the context uh, uh, in there. Yeah, so uh, if you... Uh, yeah, if you do, um, we added um, to JAWS for Windows in the Find feature, it retains things that you've searched for previously. And now if you use the Internet and you use the JAWS Find feature on the Internet, you can make these um, the history of what JAWS Find is going to look for in the list of things that you've searched for previously can be set up so that they're URL specific. Oh, okay. Follow me. So this could be very useful if you work someplace where they have HTML pages that you have to interact with on your job all the time. So for instance, in our office, we have uh, Bugzilla we use in our test department, which is a uh, web-based a bug tracking system, and you can have things that you search for on the Bugzilla web page. Um, there's a, many different terms you can set up, and you can have them in your history, so you don't have to type them in. So when you pull up the JAWS Find, you can just down out of the list of the thing that you normally search for on Bugzilla, and and only the things that you search for on Bugzilla will be in that list. And then when you go to your online banking page, you could have different things on that site. And the JAWS Find will remember which items it's supposed to have in the list when you're on that web page. Okay. Okay. I, uh, yeah, and another example I was sitting here thinking about is uh, we do all of our time entry now. Um, our every other week uh, is done online. And uh, as of... First of July, they added something that now we have to, before we start filling in our time, we have to click on a, a button on the page somewhere in the middle of the page mm -hmm. that says default labor. Right. And if you don't click on that and you start entering things, it's not going to be right. Yep. Yeah, and and so that would be a great thing to be able to just come to that page and um, yeah, get it to Good. just go right there. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Okay, um, well I think we're down to the, the the last thing, which is a kind of a simple thing, but I thought it would be good to mention it because. Um, there may be people that would need to do this, the, the non-tandem install, uh, which there is available on the web page. And who are the people that would, might need to, to use that? Sure. So Tandem is a feature of JAWS for Windows that we built in a few years back, which allows uh, two people. We, we named it Tandem, thinking about a tandem bicycle where two people get on the same bicycle and they can both pedal and power the bike. Um, and Tandem is a way of two people being able to basically sit down at the same computer, no matter where they're located. So it's a way for if, if I wanted to get on your computer because you were having a problem, I can, through the Internet, tandem together with your computer to my computer, and I get all your settings, and when I hit my keys, 
it interacts with your computer. When you hit your keys, it interacts with your computer so we can both run it. It's a great tool for support and for training. Um, there are certain government agencies and some companies who would not want their users to be able to allow access to someone on the outside to be able to tandem into the machine and be able to work from a distance on that computer. And so we have provided a non-tandem version of every JOS for Windows that we post. There's always a non-tandem build up there. So if there were a government agency or some corporate environment that they just felt they, they didn't want to give their employees the opportunity to have someone on the outside tandem in, and they don't block those kinds of things with firewalls and so forth, for security purposes, they could always put that out there. Uh, on on the computer instead of the tandem one, you can put the non-tandem build. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. I just thought, you know, in case there were people listening that didn't know there there actually is a version like that, that if they're in a situation where they might need that, uh, it is available. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Okay. Um, any other comments you wanted to make uh, about the new just out uh, uh update or any other comments you wanted to make no just i would hope you know people uh, always try and take advantage of going to the uh freedom scientific homepage and going and following the link for the latest jaws release so that you can read the details as we we try to put an awful lot of information up there and uh it's a good place to go and review so uh keep an eye on that um you will you will see updates coming on a fairly regular basis, probably for the next six months or so. But, uh, you know, each month it'll be a little less. We're really gearing into the JAWS 14 development right now. We're very excited about uh, what will be happening in the the coming year. And uh, watch for us the end of August in 2012. You'll probably be seeing a public beta come available for that one. And uh, in the meantime, I look forward to seeing everyone at the trade shows. And uh, by all means, um, drop us a line if there's something that you see that doesn't seem right in the new version that you've got. By all means, contact the support department, talk to the team about it. And uh, if it's something that we need to make an adjustment on, we'll get it on the list and we'll get it done as quick as we can. Okay. What if a person has um, maybe a suggestion for some new feature they'd like to see? Sure, they can send something like that into suggestions at freedomscientific.com, give as much detail and an example. If it's a, a feature that you're looking for, give an example of where you use it, why and how that would really benefit you. Give us, uh, help, help me to sell it to the rest of them. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, my final question yep. is, is this for, for those people out there who may be using magic with speech and maybe they're getting at, at, the, at that point where maybe uh, there's a need to maybe start using more speech. Um, what would you say, I know there are, are some of the JAWS commands actually in in the speech in MAGIC, uh, but at what point would you say probably uh, it's best to actually move over to JAWS? Well, if some, I, I always say to someone, if they're going to be looking at the screen and if they are going to interact using the mouse, then magical speech may be enough for them. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, most people, what they don't realize is that the speech component inside of Magic is actually JAWS. So I will tell you that uh, Magic is by far, uh, as far as magnification products goes, it has the best speech possible. There's mm-hmm. nothing better on the market with speech. So Magic with speech is a great solution. If you look at the screen, um, you can always then move to a Magic and JAWS combination. You'll get a little more speech. Uh, and ultimately, you may, if you stop looking at the screen completely and you're just going to go with your ears, you can just leave the magic off and just go with Jaws. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, you know, this is a this is an area where, I mean, if you can see the screen, you tend to not want to give that up, and I right. appreciate that. Uh, I think magic with speech, that combination of just magic with speech alone is just a fabulous product. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on and talking about uh, JAWS 13 and all the the great features in it. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, and we'll, we'll hopefully talk to you on later down in the year and see what's going on. Good luck with it. Good luck with the tra- trade shows coming up. Have a good holiday, too. I will, David, and thanks to you and all the folks at Main Menu, and we look forward to seeing you in the coming year. Hello, Main Menu. This is Chase Crispin, and I'm here for just a minute or so to tell all of you about how the last two shows of 2011 are going to run. For our Christmas show, which will run shortly before Christmas, though this show won't specifically focus on Christmas, so if you don't celebrate Christmas, that is definitely okay, and you will still be able to tune in. On the holiday show, we will feature brief greetings from members of the Main Menu team, as well as ACB radio broadcasters. Following that, you, the listener, will be able to call a phone number that we are about to announce and leave us a voicemail which we will play on the air in that very short message you'll have to keep it pretty short but in that message you can just generally say hello to everyone happy holidays or whatever type of greeting you would like to say if you'd like to you can briefly share any favorite main menu memories from over the year or your favorite main menu segment of 2011 or basically anything that you would like to say to the other main menu listeners and the main menu staff it will be pretty short but our goal for the show is to get some new voice is heard on the show and get all of you to provide general holiday greetings and such to the show. You can stay tuned to the ACB Radio Announce and Friends list as well as the Main Menu Friends list for more information about how you'll be able to contribute to that show. For our New Year's show, we're going to kind of follow the same approach that we did last year, and what we're going to do is have a main menu highlights of 2011 show where we will highlight the most major and influential segments that we aired on main menu during 2011. Like last year, you will hear brief pieces of those segments just to recap what we've done, and that show will be made available to other websites so that the word of main menu is spread. As I said, we will briefly be covering all of the most important shows. It'll be a normal length one hour show, and it will highlight the whole year, so you definitely won't want to miss that. If you just want to have a recap of what we've covered and maybe a little sneak peek into what's going to go on here on Main Menu in 2012. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends list at mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org to stay up to date with things like this that we are planning. Also, this is just a reminder that 
please don't hesitate to contact us. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions for us, if you would like to cover a segment for us, anything that you would like to mention to us, please feel free to contact us. There's a contact form on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. You can also send us an email at mainmenu at acbradio.org or follow us and contact us on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu. I'm Chase Crispin here just to let you know what we are planning for the rest of this year. I hope you'll tune in to both the holiday and the New Year's shows, and please contact us with any feedback that you may have. segment is presented on main menu courtesy of vision australia you can see all of their tutorials on www.visionaustralia.com vision australia blindness and low vision services in this demonstration of using ios 5 with voiceover i want to show you a feature which is called keyboard shortcuts which allows you to use abbreviations when you're entering in in email messages or for that matter anywhere you've got your on-screen keyboard so you can type in an abbreviation and that will expand out to a phrase etc so that you can save yourself lots of typing particularly with your on-screen keyboard so first of all let me say that I've got my iPhone in this case 4s in my hand VoiceOver is running and I'm currently sitting on my home screen. So to get to shortcuts, we need to go to settings, general, and then keyboard. So I'm going to find my settings icon on my home screen and I'm going to try and touch it sort of down towards my particular screen on the right hand side about three quarters of the way down. Settings. Remembering also too that you can actually flick left and right with one finger on your screen to find that icon. And you'll also notice that I've currently got my hints turned off for voiceover, so you won't hear one finger double tap to open, etc. So in this case, I'll do one finger double tap to open. Settings. And touch towards the bottom of the screen to find the general icon. Wallpaper. Button. General. Button. Okay, so I found wallpaper and I just did one finger flick to the right to find general. One finger double tap to open that. General. Settings. Back button. Now, keyboard is right down the bottom of this particular general screen. So I'm going to do a three-finger flick up to move the screen down. Rows 8 to 16 of 16. And again, I'm going to touch the screen roughly where my settings icon was, so about three-quarters of the way down on the right-hand side. Keyboard. Button. That's keyboard. Again, keeping in mind that we could also have done one finger flick left and right through all the icons to find keyboard. One finger double tap. Keyboard. General. Back button. Okay, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to now go touch towards the bottom of my screen. Shortcuts. Heading. Okay, so you've heard the heading shortcuts. And because the screen's not currently scrolled, rather than scrolling, I'm actually just going to do one finger flick to the right to scroll the screen that way. BRB. Be right back. Okay, so that's the first one I've actually put in myself. BRB, which is the shortcut, and the phrase is be right back. One finger flick to the right again. 
CTCL. Can't talk now. Call you later. Okay, CTCL. Cause of the shortcut. Can't talk now is the phrase. One finger flick to the right again. OMW. On my way. Okay, OMW. On my way. That was actually preset in there already. I didn't have to put that in. And one finger flick to the right. Add new shortcut. Button. And there's the add new shortcut button. So let's add a new shortcut. So one finger double tap. Phrase. Text field. Is editing. So we get the focus straight on the phrase that we want to use. Now, because I often ring my wife when I'm coming back from Sydney to Gosford to say that I'm about 10 minutes away from Gosford Station, I'm actually going to call the phrase 10 minutes away from Gosford. So I'm going to type that in now. T-E-N-10-M-I-N-U-T-S minutes A-W-A-Y away F R O M from G O S F O R D Gosford. Okay, and I'll just put a space at the end there just to make it say Gosford. So let me do a two finger rotate to Word. Language, typing mode, edit, words. One finger flick up to read back word by word. Gosford from away minutes 10. So let me now touch the screen. Phrase, the text field, so is editing, word mode, 10 minutes away from Gosford. One finger flick to the right. Shortcut, optional, text field. Shortcut, optional. I'm not actually 100% sure why it says optional, but never mind. So let me just do one finger double tap to put the focus in there. So let me type in the abbreviation for 10 minutes. So I'm just going to call it T-M-I-N. So I'll do that now. T-M. I N. Okay, that's it. Let me just switch the characters of the rotor. Two finger rotate. Characters. Let's go one finger flick up to read back. N I M T. Okay, so that sounds like Tango. that's all good. Touch the top of the screen again. Phrase ten minutes away from Gosford. So let me Text do one field. finger flick to the left. Save button. Save that. Keyboard. Add new shortcut. Button. Okay, so I don't need another shortcut. I'm just going to press the home button. Settings. So I'm going to pretend I'm sitting on the train going home and I'm going to send my wife an SMS message. So I'm going to go to Messages. Messages for new items. Tap to open. Messages. Compose button. Okay, one finger double tap on Compose. Two. Text field is editing. Character mode. Okay, now I won't put in who I'm actually sending it to at the moment because I don't want to actually get my wife confused since I'm currently at work in the morning. So I'm going to do one finger flick to the right. Add from address book. Message. Text field. The message body. Double tap. Make sure the focus is in there. And now all I'm going to do now is type in T. Capital T. M. I. N. N. Ten minutes away from Gosford. Spacebar. Auto correction. Ten minutes away from Gosford. And I can now send the message which is actually very, very straightforward. Okay, so I won't actually send that message, even though I haven't got my wife's name in there at the moment. But you can definitely see how it works extremely nicely, and you can save yourself a lot of time. For example, I've also got to add in other abbreviations, such as EML, my email address, ADR for my address, SIG1, SIG2, SIG3, because I've actually got three different signatures depending on what I'm doing. And the other one that I quite often type all the time is the podcast address, which is 
quite long. It's actually http colon slash slash David Woodbur, that's D A V I D W O O D B R dot podbean P O D B E A N dot com forward slash feed. So as you would be aware, that takes quite a long time to type on an on-screen keyboard. And what I've just converted that to is just the word pod, P-O-D. So type, I just type in the abbreviation pod, press space. It actually puts in the whole feed address for my podcast. So it really can come in extremely handy. So let me just press the home button to come back to the main home screen. Messages for new item. That concludes this demonstration of using shortcuts on iOS with VoiceOver. I hope you found it of some use. If you've got any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Depth Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. We're going to take a little bit of a look at a app for the iPhone and iTouch and iPad called Omobi. I have my iPhone 4S in my hand and I have sitting right in front of me a can and I'm not quite sure what it is, although I believe that it is some kind of a soft drink can. And I've just brought up the app. Information and it's, when it comes up, it's on the information button. And if you double tap, tap that button, it's going to give you instructions on how to use it. Visual search. Snap a photo of the product or scan a barcode to access shopping information. Image. All right. So it says to take a picture and it will give us the shopping information about it. Now I'm going to come down to the bottom of the screen. Take picture. History on. Button. And as I go across the bottom of the screen, I have starting on the right, I am starting and going left. It says history on and I'm going to go to the left. Take picture. And it says take picture, and then you go to more to the left. History on. And it says history on again. And so I'm going to line my phone up with what I have sitting here on the desk in front of me. So I'm going to put it the can about eight inches in front of the phone. And I'm going to point the phone at the can. And I'm going to double tap the screen. This may take a minute. Coca Cola. Okay, and it is a can of Coca Cola. All right. All right. Now, this time I have a record album in the case. And I've got the microphone now laying right next to this 
record album case. And I'm still in Omobi. And I'm going to get my phone here. History on. Button. Take picture. Button. And I'm on the take picture button. I'll put the phone down right smack in the middle of the front of this album. And I'm holding it with uh, two fingers on each hand. And I'm bringing it up from the album cover about eight inches. And I'm going to double tap the screen now. Uploading. Searching. This may take a minute. And we'll see what we get. Christmas music box. Okay, and that is the name of this record album, is Christmas Music Box. It's a, a record that has different Christmas songs on it, played by a big music box. And so it told me what the name of the album was. Now, that album does quite did quite well. I've tried a number of other albums on it that did quite well. Uh, but I'm not going to promise you that you'll get a perfect results like I did on that one with everything you try, but um, if you experiment, you usually can pretty well get uh, the get it to tell you what, what the record is. I have found that if I can't get the information from the case, if I take the record out and lay the phone on top of the, of the record label in the middle of the record, and then raise the phone up again about six to eight inches and take the picture. I usually can find out what the album is. All right, now we have another. I'm going for something else here. I've taken a little box and laid it down here on the table and I have my phone right on top of it. I'm going to find my take picture. History on, button, take picture. Button. There's my take picture button. I'm going to raise the phone up about, uh, again, about eight inches and double tap. Uploading. Searching. This may take a minute. Okay, now it said Ed Menthol Shaving Gel. Well, no, that isn't what it is. It, the name is Edge, but it's not Shaving Gel. I'm going to try this again and uh, see what we get this time. Again, I'm right on top of it. And... There's our take picture button. I'm going to raise uh, 
the camera up the phone up again about eight inches and double tap here uploading. searching and remember it's uploading the what it took to the internet this may take a minute and searching for it Edge Field Metal 100s. Okay, Edge Menthol 100s. We got it this time. It is Edge Menthol 100 cigarettes. It's a pack of cigarettes. As you can see, it uh, it takes a little bit of time to to find your answer to to what it is, but it is uh, taking the picture, is sending it out to the internet, and finding the comparison, and then coming back and telling you what it is and we've taken in the pictures of a number of things here I've got something else here I've got a little device here uh, I'm not quite sure what it might be and um, I'm gonna lay it down here on the on the desk in front of me this like I say is a little device I'm gonna lay the phone right on top of it I'm going to find my take picture button. Take picture button. There it is. Now I'm going to raise the camera up. And again, I'm holding it, the, the, the phone with two fingers on each side of the phone, one at the top and one at the bottom. And then I'm going to raise the phone straight up about eight inches. And I'm going to double tap now. Uploading. Searching. And it says uploading. And it's searching. We'll this the, may take a minute. Get the phone over here by the mic again. Olympus cell phone. Okay, it said Olympus cell phone. Well, it's close. It is Olympus. I'm sure it saw the name Olympus on the front of it. And it sort of looks like a cell phone, uh, but it's not a cell phone. It's a digital recorder. But uh, it was close, but 
uh, probably you might want to try to, if you got that kind of an answer and you looked at it and you said, well, I know this isn't a cell phone. If you knew you had an Olympus and, and you knew that you had an Olympus recorder, you might figure it out. On the other hand, if you weren't sure, you might want to go back and uh, retake the picture. We won't retake it, but but uh, as you can see, it got pretty close. It uh, It's not always perfect, but it does quite a good job and is pretty highly accurate. And again, the name of the app is O apostrophe capital M and then O-B-Y, O-Moby. And it is available in the App Store. As you can see, it, it does quite a good job on most things. It'll take a minute or two for each of your searches, generally. Right now, I'm going to try something else. I'm going to get something else out here and show you how it does with, with money. And I'm going to put a dollar bill down here on the desk and I'm putting the phone right over the bill and I'm gonna find my take picture take picture button. there's the take picture I'm gonna lift the phone up again about eight inches and guess what it already told me that's what's really nice about Omobi is this if you show it money it will tell you right off what it is. Uh, if you showed it a barcode, it would tell you right off what it is without you having to uh, tell it to take the picture. It'll just automatically, as soon as it sees it, it will instantly tell you what it is, which is uh, really neat. So, uh, again, it's Omobi. Uh, it does do barcodes. It does do your currency u.s currency and currency i believe for some other countries uh with the latest version that just came out which is version 2.0 and as you can see it it will take pictures and identify just about anything that you want to throw at it and again it is available in the app store On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.